Welcome back to The Suburban Urbanist. This is episode two, and uh, today we are going to be talking about Election Day, which by the time this posts, we will have uh, just gotten through. Um, it's going to try to put a slightly different take on what you traditionally have heard um, about Election Day and, and a reason why to vote, and this perspective is going to be from that of a government administrator. Um, so I'll go ahead and keep the intro short. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to me at uh, suburbanurbanist at gmail.com. And uh, my website is still not up yet, but it will be shortly. Um, I hope in the next couple of weeks. Um, just finalizing a few things. And uh, kind of want to get a few episodes under my belt uh, before I actually hit publish. So look out for that. But uh, here we go. Episode 2 of the Suburban Urbanist. So we just finished up with Election Day, and whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you likely have reasons to be happy with the way the election results came out. But I am not going to get into the partisan aspect of voting. I am a government administrator, and that means in my day-to-day -day life, I need to be unbiased and not motivated by politics. I did not run for office. I am not a political appointee. No, I'm a hired employee of the government and was hired through the same process that you were likely hired through your job. But if I can nerd out for a moment and play the role of teacher, you should know that in the United States we have a representative form of government, and that means that we elect leaders to represent our interest in government. And you should be interested in electing the best people to be your advocates. My task as government administrator then, then is to implement the policies and procedures that are passed by the elected officials and to help design effective public policies that drive my community forward based on the policies those representatives put forth, which are designed to be solutions to the public problems that exist in the community. So a public problem is anything that the public widely perceives to be unacceptable and therefore require intervention. The public in this sense can have different meanings. For the purposes of this discussion, I will use the voting public because those are the people that just uh, voice their opinion by going to the ballot boxes. The voter turnout uh, for the 2018 midterm elections, according to an article from NPR, was 47%. That means that only 47% of eligible voters use their voice to select representatives to represent their interest. Essentially, that further means that only 47%, less than half, of the eligible population is defining what are public problems those representatives should deal with. Now, there are tools in which we in local government use to try and capture the wants and desires of the entire community, uh, such as community engagement events, surveys, etc. But ultimately, the government is setting policies in place based on what they hear through voter turnout and low participation rates. The government cannot affect all problems because we aren't able to define all the problems because there is a portion of the electorate we are not hearing from. 
And that's why it's important to vote, to have your voice heard. The point of this broadcast, though, adds some additional perspective to the votes that you cast and the politicians that you elected at all levels of government. So as, as I've said, I work for a township government, which means my day-to-day -day boss is the township administrator. However, the highest level of authority for the township is the Board of Trustees. Previously, I worked for a city where my boss was the economic development director who reported to the city manager who worked for city council. This means the top of the food chain at my public sector jobs have been elected officials and by proxy, the voting public, which hopefully includes you. Obviously, governments across America operate this way. The officials elected by the public have the authority to pass laws, appoint and remove administrative professionals, etc. Administrative professionals execute the laws that are passed and report back to elected officials. So essentially, every government administrative professional has an elected official at the top of the organizational chart, whether that is the President of the United States, Congress, the Governor, the Mayor, Council, Township Trustees, or whatever structure your community may have. So when I say that by voting, you are voting for my boss, I am not wrong. It may not be my direct boss, but you are voting for someone who holds a level of authority over my day-to-day -day actions and workload. There is a common perception that it really doesn't matter which politicians get elected because the same results will happen in the end. Well, I think looking at today's political environment shows that that is not true. For me, I am not speaking about national politics. I will let CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever other major news outlets, I'll, I'll let them take care of that. I'm talking about local government because that's what I work in. That's what I'm passionate about. Most people get fired up at national politics more than anything else. And while that is extremely important, the level of government that has the most impact on a person is local government. Local government controls the services provided to you, such as garbage cleanup, police and fire, street sweeping, water service, etc. They are the ones that are collecting your property taxes, assessing levies for schools, parks, etc. Also, local government employees make up the highest percentage of all government employees. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, at the end of 2017, there were an estimated 22.3 million total government employees. 14.5 million of those worked in local government. It's 65%. So voting in local elections is extremely important because the outcomes of those elections directly affect the work life of nearly 14.5 million people. And the implications of those elections have effects on all people through the day-to-day -day government services that we all receive. So getting back to the you voting for my boss idea, if you do not work in government, think about your job, whatever it is. Now imagine that the general public was in charge of hiring a new boss for you every two to four years. Once you have that in mind, ask yourself two questions. Number one, would you want the public really looking into those candidates and making the wisest choice they can based on the information available? And number two, would you not hope that you end up with the best available person as your boss? I hope you answered yes to those questions. I take great pride in my work, and I have wanted to work in government my entire life. I am thankful for the opportunity to do so now. I would like to continue loving what I do and doing it to the best of my ability. So I ask that you, as a voter, the next time you find yourself at a polling station, please choose the best candidates you can to run local governments. 
so I can continue to get great bosses and you get the local community that you want and deserve. And with that, uh, that is, uh, that's all I have for today. Uh, again, you can uh, email me at suburbanurbanist at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, suggestions for future episodes. Um, I really appreciate you uh, listening today. Uh, you can subscribe to this blog, this blogcast podcast. Uh, I, I can be found on the iTunes store uh, and new avenues for a subscription will be added at a later date. But uh, with that, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks. I'll catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.